Good morning, Bucknoters. Welcome to the Bucknuts Morning 5 here on Monday, August 21st, 2023. I am Dave Biddle. I am joined by Dan Rubin. It could be a very interesting day, or maybe it'll be mundane. We'll find out. But Ryan Day has a press conference, 11.30 a.m. today. Could today be the day when he names a starting quarterback? Originally, he was going to meet with the media tomorrow at 11.30. They bumped it up to today. We shall see. Before we get to all that, and let you guys know, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Sometimes in life, we're faced with tough choices. The path forward isn't always clear. We know mental health is very important. So whether you're dealing with decisions around your career, relationships, or anything else, therapy helps you stay connected to what you really want while you navigate life. So you can move forward with confidence and excitement. Trusting yourself to make decisions that align with your values is like anything. The more you practice it, the easier it gets. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Let therapy be your map with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Bucknuts today. Get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Bucknuts. Again, this episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. All right. Let's talk some football. My man, Dan Rubin. Is today going to be the day? Who knows? I'm not going to ask you that. That would just be, we're just like uh, shooting blanks in the air if we're going to you know, go down that road. What I do find interesting, Dan, is I did not expect it to be this close. And I fully believe it's close. And I think there is a chance he could name Devin Brown the starting quarterback today. I'm not predicting that. I'm going to stick with my guns and say Kyle McCord will try it out there with the starters in 12 days against Indiana. But, man, it is a lot closer than what I expected, and it won't surprise me if Devin Brown is named the starter today. I will be surprised. This is one of those things where I really never thought it was a real competition. Let me air quotes the real there just because, you know, Devin is a full, you know, year behind him at least. And Kyle McCord, you know, we've talked about Kyle McCord and I think the national vibe is he's some guy they picked up off the street and, uh, you know, he's replacing all these historic quarterbacks. Kyle McCord was, I think, higher rated than some of the guys that have started here and done well. He was a five-star kid. Let's keep in mind, Ryan Day handpicked him over J.J. McCarthy. J.J. McCarthy wanted to attend the Ohio State University because he was probably educated well in high school. Uh I'm shocked. I'll be shocked. I'll, I'll say this. I'll be shocked if Devin Brown is named the starter. I do think if you read the tea leaves, it does make a lot of sense for him to announce it today from a logistics aspect in terms of how far away the season is and say that you moved, they moved it up a day. Maybe they want to have a full week with the guy in their center and everyone knowing, but I'll just speak for myself. I will be, I'll be more shocked that Devin Brown is the starter than I was that Jimmy Simmons is going to start left tackle. That's for sure. Yeah, and you and I have been at events where both Kyle and Devin have been there, and everybody's different. You know, we don't know how they leave behind closed doors, but, you know, Devin definitely, like, it kind of captures the room more than Kyle does. And, and maybe people are like, well, that what does that have to do with anything? I think for a quarterback, it does mean something. Dan, I remember you telling me years ago when Bengals were on, they've been on Hard Knocks twice, but it was one that the Andy Dalton was on. They were also were on one back in the day that Carson Palmer was on. I remember you telling me, there was something, there was a scene, I saw the exact same thing. 
uh, and you said there was something about Andy Dalton that just was kind of like, yeah, kind of like just, you know, not not bad, but just didn't really command the locker room. There, were, there was something they were doing something like in a pool, and they were, it was just kind of weird. You just kind of got a vibe that Andy Dalton, you know, could be good, but is he ever going to be elite? No. I'm not saying it's the same thing with Kyle McCord. I just – I get the vibe around Devin Brown that he just kind of commands the room. He's so much more charismatic, and if it's really that close on the field and he's more – maybe a better leader – He's more, he's more mobile. He's a year younger. You could say if it's a tie, go with the younger guy. Um, a lot to unpack there. We're just shooting the, the, shooting the crap about Ohio State football, but uh, what are your thoughts? So people love digressions, Dave. I'm not sure if you're aware of that. Uh, but when you started to tell that story, what I really remember the most, even I think it was before that, it had to have been, my, one of the very first events I went to as part of this operation here was a – like a fundraiser or something at the beginning of the year where they used to set up the whack with all these tables. And it was, it was, I think it was Terrell Pryor's freshman year. If it wasn't his freshman year, it was his freshman year. And Todd Beckman was the quarterback. The Alzheimer's. Yeah. There was a linebacker with him who was very affable, but it was a giant room of people. And Todd Beckman was completely tweaked. That's you right. could see his face get all red and he was nervous. The other guy kind of had to carry the uh, the torch. And I was, it was my first time kind of really knowing the guys. And I told you afterwards, I'm like, that dude cannot be the quarterback. And you were like, what are you talking about? I'm like, that's not the quarterback. The quarterback at Ohio State can't be intimidated by a room of guys who can't play at Ohio State. All right. Uh, and little, I mean, sooner after that, he lost his starting job. Uh, I think it was the USC game when Mark Sanchez was tearing us up and Torrell went in there and, uh, you know, Beckman was basically never to be heard from again. I do not, I want to make this clear based on what we've met. uh, We met those dudes. I would not compare either one of them to the way Beckman was kind of overwhelmed. Neither one is particularly like gregarious. Devin Brown, definitely a little more outgoing. Kyle McCord is just the strong silent type. You can be a successful quarterback without being a, uh, a loud or, boisterous dude i mean justin Herbert. yeah joe burrow's not like a boisterous guy but he's a damn good leader you know what i mean yeah i I actually think kyle's gonna be named the quarterback and have a great year but maybe that's just too status quo especially for a site that uh survives survives on page views man the uh the drama is thick i'll say that one more todd beckman story hilarious jim trestle quip people that don't know jim trestle is freaking funny um, so we're sitting there and uh, Todd Beckman, he was talking about Todd Beckman. This is the 07 season. So this is when Terrell Pryor was still a senior in high school. And 07, Ohio State actually went to the national championship game that year with Todd Beckman at quarterback and, and lost to LSU. But um, we're sitting around, we're asking Trestle, we're like, so, you know, Beckman was named first team all Big Ten coach. And he was like, first team all Big Ten by who? And we said the media. And Tress goes, well, what what the coaches vote him as? And we said, honorable mention, all Big Ten. He's like, well, that's just another case of us knowing way more than you guys <laughs> making fun of his own quarterback. Hilarious. Anyway, um, yeah, man, I, I don't know. I just keep going back on it. When I say I, I won't be surprised if it's Devin Brown, that's just because of, I guess, a lot of the, the stuff that's leaked out. And um, I mean, he's good. And yeah, and what the, that's another thing. Why don't they just open the scrimmages up so we can just tell for ourselves? So. It's fascinating. Hopefully we'll find out later today. Maybe we won't. My gut tells me we will. 
Yeah. Here's why. I had a parent tell me they are not viewing this as the last day of camp. They viewed the scrimmage as the last day of camp. They've now moved out of the hotel. They're viewing this as a game week. Even they're preparing two weeks of game week for Indiana. And I had a parent opine to me saying, if I had a bet, I bet there's gonna they're going to name a starter um, when day meets with you. Time is going to be on Tuesday um, because they viewed this as a game week. We'll see. That's just my gut feeling. The good news is we're going to find out here, Dan, in a little more than two hours. Yeah. I love it. All right, let's talk some recruiting. Um, all right, let's start with Brandon Baker. That would be such a huge get. My gosh, what a feather in, in Justin Fry's cap that would be to go out and get the number one offensive tackle in the country, go all the way up to California to get him. Um, what I mean, I, I, obviously you and I, 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 we subscribe to the same uh, theory here. Uh, what do uh, Bill Curlick and Steve Wiltfong think? What does the Dean and the Fong think? And I don't know what they think. What do they think? So I watched uh, Modern Day play Centennial the other night. Centennial's uh, area, California school, apparently highly ranked. Modern Day, it, <laughs> watching Modern Day play high school football, you know, I've often said on here that I think like Ohio State, Alabama, and Georgia are the deepest teams in organized football. There aren't pro teams that have backup five stars. There aren't, you know, high school teams that are three deep at receiver for guys who are eventually going to play in the pros, but – Modern day is one of the few places I've watched where, so I purposely, I'm a nerd. I purposely watch the game with the sound down and then have a roster next to me. So if a guy flashes, I can look at it and not be influenced by the uh, commentator. The guy who flashed to me on modern day was actually a sophomore defensive end. So that just lets you know, they've got Aiden Breland inside on defense and some other guys. But I also watched Brandon Baker intently. He plays right tackle for them, I guess, based on the way they approach their, their offense, and it's like watching a professional football player. Um, he looks the part. He's got great feet. He's already kind of leaned out a little bit. Um, I've had Mark Porter on the show many, many times, and the comparison, and it's not just because I'm a Cowboys fan. He's very uh, Tyron Smith-like in that if you saw Brandon Baker in person, you would know he's a football player, but you may not necessarily know he's an offensive lineman. Really, he's not a big a big ugly or a big floppy belly type. Um, he's more of a big athlete. If you read Greg, Greg Biggins, the West Coast 24-7 uh, recruiting stud was out at the game and did an article. And this is going to be a little bit of a run here. This isn't a recruitment that's anywhere near being complete. He talked about maybe the end of September or mid-October. He's still got a visit left in Nebraska. It does seem that Ohio State and uh, te Texas – I may be out front with Nebraska trailing, but, you know, Oregon and Florida State are mentioned on there. You know, in this era, the NIL era, and I don't, I'm not saying I don't think Brandon Baker is necessarily the prime NIL suspect, as it were. I really hope they get him. But if I said right now I had a real strong feeling that they were, I, I would be fibbing. Like you said, it's an incredibly important recruit for Justin Fry. We talked to him at the uh, foundation dinner and he, Brandon Baker is one of the guys he mentioned by name. He was actually at the time headed out there for a trip and he has the West coast ties. It would be an amazing uh, commitment, not just for the fact that he's tremendous as a prospect, but it would probably, like you said, be such a feather in Justin Fry's cap early on here to snag the number one offensive lineman. You get a little run here going with Paris and then, guys like this. So it would be an incredible pickup, but um, I'm going to wait to get all geeked up about this one until we get about a week before the announcement. 
I hear you. I'm in that same boat. All right, Edric Houston. Now, there are are no crystal balls for Brandon Baker from anyone. Edric Houston has two that have been put in by the Fong and the Dean. Now, I think they were put in a while ago. Correct me if I'm wrong, but um, my vibe is they're going to get Edric Houston. My vibe for some reason a couple weeks ago, I don't know why. I just had the vibe that maybe he was going to go elsewhere. I was picking the field over Ohio State. Now I'm I'm getting the vibe. This is just me, and I'm I'm just – Following the recruiting insiders, the vibe I get is if I had a bet, I think Edric Houston's going to be a Buckeye. I think that's the good bet right now. Like um, sometimes you got to stick with uh, your convictions, and like we said, if the Fong and the Dean have crystal balled it, there I'm willing to ride that into infamy. If they're wrong, so be it. Um, it's tomorrow night, by the way. The commitment and um, sounds like it's Ohio State versus Alabama. Certainly not the team you want to be battling down the stretch. Right. Um, We're going to win this one, though, right? This is the, <laughs> I Von, so. like Von Bell all over again, right? I hope. I mean, I, I do think there's a really good chance they get him. I would not, you know, guarantee it just because of the way things have gone. But, yeah, I mean, if I had money on it, I, I would bet on the Buckeyes. But, uh, like I said, the last – I'm not the last team, but one of the last teams you'd like to be involved with at the end is Tricky Nick and crew. Yeah, let's uh, keep our fingers crossed on that one. You're right. It's, I'd, I'd almost rather it be Georgia, you know, even though no that's, just, uh, that's <laughs> yeah, it's like Alabama. We have post-traumatic uh, stress disorder from uh, the recruiting battles we've lost against Alabama, but uh, maybe this will be a Von Bell, like I said. If you look at the recruiting battles and we go crazy here, right, you know, when the guys commit and stuff, but if you actually look, and project it out, the biggest losses they've had have been to Alabama. J.C. Latham. Um, I look at guys who they missed out on who play positions of need for us and are now going to be drafted really high. So J.C. Latham was like the biggest miss they've had, a guy they thought they had in the mix and then committed elsewhere. So Alabama's ability to evaluate talent is probably near or close to you know that of Ohio State. So let's just uh, – Cross our fingers that tomorrow night at this uh, – tomorrow, uh, two days from now, this time you wake up with Edric Houston being a Buckeye. You have the great Dane Brugler on Thursday's show. I always love it when Dane's on. He's been a, a loyal uh, guest of the Bucknuts Morning Five for a long time, even, mm-hmm. before he, even before he completely blew up. Does a great job for the athletic. He, it's just so um, comprehensive. You can tell he loves it. I mean, it, yeah. the people that are great at what they do love what they do. And you Appreciate greatness, Dave, in any field. Yeah. You put it, yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, so I want to get into like uh, maybe some Buckeyes you think, or maybe Dane mentioned some of these guys. Who are some Buckeyes you think can really help their stock this year? Like Denzel Burke, for example, guys like that. So, yeah, so based on what Dane said, and then I went and like uh, we, Dane and I jested about this, but the bar for putting out a mock draft on the internet is about as high as, you know, getting into a, your local zoo. You know what I mean? It's not, it's not super high. So you got to take it with a grain of salt. (laughs) But generally speaking, if you look at the individuals in Dane, you know, Dane and the level kind of chasing Dane, they have a decent sense of what's up. So if the question is who can help their stock the most, you kind of, you kind of got to look at how they're thought of right now. So Denzel Burt's a good example. And I heard this from Rick Spielman yesterday and I listened to his podcast. If Denzel Burke has a good year, he's going to get drafted in the first round, the end of the first round, early second round. He already fulfills all the physical um, twitchy characteristics for them. And 
Um, he did put a year on tape that they liked. Yes, he was bad last year or not as good as he has been, but he was good enough the year before. So he already has a higher um, impression in the eyes of scouts. So his ability to improve his stock is not as much just because he's already higher. I thought about going with Kate Stover. And then I looked it up and Kate is ranked by many people three to five on the tight end rankings. The third through fifth tight end gets picked in the end of the second round, early third round. Brent, uh, Brenton Strange from Penn State is not a better player than Kate Stover, in my opinion. He was the 61st pick in the draft last year. Um, now, there was a run on tight ends, so that's different. The guy I think who actually has the chance to improve his stock the most is Jack Sawyer. And this is why. If Jack Sawyer has the year where everyone's checking his birth records to see if he actually is the third Bosa brother, I do think that is such an attractive skill for the NFL that he will move up. He's projected right now, I think, as a top 100 guy. Listen, to Jack Sawyer, and I know I'm going to get, oh, he's a lot of negativity about him because we haven't really seen it yet. But if Jack Sawyer comes out and has 13 sacks, and as a consistent presence, he's going at the end of the first round and beginning of the second round. Guys like that do not last. So of all, the, the Buckeyes are projected so high, most of them, that to say they're going to improve is tough because they're already really high. So Jack Sawyer, based on those you know aspects, I think has the potential to raise himself the highest, largely because the other guys are already thought of so highly. All right, stick with me. Uh, we're gonna Dan and I are gonna talk more Ohio State football in just a moment. Um, I want to tell you about our other sponsor for today's show. That's AG1. It's a nutritional supplement that supports whole body health. All right, so if you're like me, you're not always the healthiest of eaters. Hopefully, you are a healthy eater. And if you are, it's a great product. Even if you are eating eating healthy, like I was at a fantasy football draft last night. Yeah, probably didn't eat the healthiest of foods. So if you're like me, you're not the healthiest of eaters. Using a nutritional supplement can go a long way. And AG1 is the best product in the field. It has everything you need so it can replace your multivitamin, your probiotic, or whatever else you use. I've started using this product, and I've noticed a spike in my energy, and I just feel better overall. And, you know, I was skeptical of the taste of the drink before I tried it because AG1 comes in a green powder. You mix it with water. You take it once a day. But it tastes good. So they definitely have a customer in me. I recommend it to you. And thanks to the Bucknuts 45, you can get a discount. If a comprehensive solution is what you need from your supplement routine, try AG1, get a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com slash bucknuts. That's drinkag1.com slash bucknuts. Check it out. All right, now we're going to check out more about Ohio State football. You know what, Dan? One thing that I, I didn't really like over the last, basically since Urban came, um, I didn't like the, you know, everybody's a captain. I'm exaggerating. They had one year where they had, I seriously think they had like eight. 12 captains. Oh, eight. Eight, eight was like standard. They had the one year where they had Braxton was a captain. Kenny Guyton was a captain. They had the backup quarterback was a captain. It was it felt like Oprah. You get a car, you get a car, you get a captain. You're a captain. They went. Now I remember Jim, my first year on the beat was a good year to be the first year on the beat. Cause it was 2002. They won the national championship. Trestle had two captains. His starting safeties, Mike Doss and Donnie Nicky. Now, he kind of rotated Krenzel in there toward the end as kind of like a third captain, but they had two captains. I did not expect Ryan Day to only name three captains, but that's exactly what he did. And I like the less is more philosophy. For those that haven't heard, I'm sure 
pretty much everybody listening to the show has heard, but Tommy Eichenberg, Cade Stover, Xavier Johnson, there are your three captains for the Buckeyes this year. Um, I like that, Dan. I like the less is more philosophy. Well, I, I definitely like it. Captain should be like, if you say you're the captain of Ohio State, man, that should stand yeah. out. That shouldn't be something where you look down the row and, you know, like you said, have eight to ten guys. That doesn't make any sense. You know, I was thinking about this. There have been times when Ohio State, after the season's over, um, if the season didn't end exactly the way the coaching staff wanted, you'll get some hints of, hey, you know, our leadership wasn't great. Uh, some of the guys who were older weren't setting the example. Let me tell you something right now. Eichenberg and Stover are roommates, I believe, and they are a little bit older than the rest of the dudes in the room. And I imagine no one speaks back without raising their hand to either one of them. And I think leadership is going to be fantastic with those guys in charge. You, like, uh, I don't know if you remember this. I asked after the Brian Hartline interview that question of like, if the locker room was a giant brawl, who would step out? The funniest part is his answer was me, and he met yeah. himself, which was <laughs> hilarious. But my implication was the roommates would get back-to-back and fight their way out and then probably go have a couple beers together um, while, the, while everyone dealt with the carnage. I think the leadership's going to be tremendous this year. I think that might be the best you know, salt of the earth, Ohio. I mean, we, we talk about this program maybe not being as Ohio-flavored as it once was. Uh, Eichenberg and Stover and even Xavier Johnson are true Ohioans, brother. You're not going to mess with their love of the, uh, the Buckeye State. So I'm excited about the captains. I think getting Eichenberg and Stover back this year was probably bigger uh, in the short term than any other recruitment you could do. It is not a small deal to have those guys back with their experience and talent. Both, I think, are going to – I mean, both are second-round picks, in my opinion, and uh, the best we've had at that position in some time. Kate Stover is about the most well-rounded tight end we've had here um, in terms of we love hearing about his blocking. He's, And I still think he could break the 30-reception record, which would be cause for, uh, you know, paparazzi. Well, there and you yes, have it. We are about two hours – go ahead. I must interrupt. I'm sorry. Xavier no, Johnson on the other side for the offense, equally impressive example of human being for the team, given that he's literally gone from walk-on to contributor. That is maybe one of the hardest things going in, in the world right now, stepping into a program where the recruitment is this thick and getting on the field um, and making a real impact. There, there are a couple runs. I also sometimes thought the other team might have even paid off. They were so impressive, but uh, yeah. Just to reiterate, captains, I, I couldn't be happier about it. I think it's excellent. All right, my friends. We are about two hours on the dot away from Ryan Day's press conference. Again, it could be nothing. It's not going to be nothing. It, it could be nothing as far as the quarterback announcement, or it could be the quarterback announcement we've all been waiting for. Keep it locked to Bucknuts. Um, we will have video, stories, everything you need to know from Ryan Day's press conference. Again, 11.30 a.m. today over at the WAC. Thanks to Dan Rubin. Thanks to all of you. I appreciate it very much. Hope everyone has a great rest of your day.